0: to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in today. We are continuing our series, The Fatherhood of God, Part 2. Do you know who your father is? This may sound like a strange question, but many have never even met their father. They don't know his name or whether or not they have any of his characteristics like eye color or hair texture or whether or not they have his nose. This leads me to my second question. Do you really know God the Father? Do you understand the concept of God the Father? Today, we want to discuss, number one, our adoption. Did you know you were adopted into the family of God? Number two, what is God our Father really like? Number three, the necessity of our relationship with the Father through the Son. When people hear the word Father, many different images, memories, Feelings immediately occur. For some, thoughts of a father connote feelings of of love, affirmation, guidance, provision, you know, strength. For others, feelings of rejection, criticism, and abandonment come to mind. I said all this to say that our view of God, our Father, must come from scripture and not from our childhood experience. That's important. We can't base our view of God the Father on our childhood experiences. While a technical name for the study of God the Father does not exist, it should be called paterology, because we get our word Father from Pater, which is a Greek word for Father. We began this study last week, and if you missed part one, I strongly, highly, lovingly encourage you to go back and check it out so you can have the proper foundation. It will help you to understand the truths from the Bible concerning God as our Father. Let's review what we discussed last time. We talked about how difficult it is to comprehend the doctrine of the Triune God. It is a clear teaching of the Holy Scriptures. While we may not be able to fully understand the doctrine of the Triune God or the doctrine of the Trinity, we can accept it as a biblical truth. We need to recognize that the same Bible reveals that this one God exists as the three persons of the Godhead. As I stated last time, some falsely teach that God is the father of all mankind since he is the creator of all. This is a corrupt usage of the title of God as the father of all mankind. These same teachers also teach the brotherhood of all mankind based on the same logic. Such teaching is unbiblical. Though God is creator of all men, he is not the father of all men. Therefore, this teaching espouses a corrupt usage of the title of God as father. The correct usage of God as father is God is the father of the nation of Israel. Hosea 11, verse 1. Israel, I'm sorry, not Israel, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 16. Also, God is the father of Jesus Christ. As to this use of the title father, we can find it in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It's important to note that while a child was born, a son was given. Jesus is the son this scripture is referring to. He is the eternal son of the eternal father. Again and again in the New Testament, Jesus makes reference to God as his father. He is the father of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17, John chapter 14 verse 6. God is the father of all Christians. Paul wrote of this relationship, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. God is the Father of the nation of Israel, Jesus Christ, and all Christians. This is the correct usage of the title. God as Father. The title or name of God the Father and the teachings concerning the fatherhood of God help us to understand more about the first person of the Trinity, God the Father. How did we as believers become children of God? Through adoption. He became our Father through adoption. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. John chapter 1 verses 12 through 13 NIV. Okay, now let's begin part two of our study. Can you imagine... God is on the sidelines cheering us, making provisions, giving correction, comforting us, and just so much more. With all this fear and anxiety that's so real these days, the scriptures tell us that we have not received the spirit of religious duty leading us back into the fear of never being good enough but we have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding us into the family of God, and we should never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father or Abba Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers in our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Romans chapter 8 verses 15 through 16. And basically what I gave you was the passion translation. Oh glory to God. These, These scriptures, wow, it makes me feel good to know the God I serve who is our father is the father of compassion and comfort, and that we have full acceptance in the family of God. You know, some folks think that you or I are not good enough to be in their family, but God says, hey, we're good. We have, we have full acceptance. Moving on, A father is expected to be many things such as protector, mediator, intercessor, provider, sensing our needs, always able to supply them. When life wounds us, he is the one that we are expected to run to. A father is also expected to be a friend and advisor, guiding us through the maze of life with wisdom and understanding. Father knows best. But whether or not our particular fathers are or were qualified to fill these roles, most of us at least start out with these conscious or subconscious expectations of them. My own father was all that and a bag of chips in my eyes as a little girl. But after age eight and a new wife who saw me as a threat to their relationship, everything changed. He dropped me like a hot potato. But I think that most fathers have a desire to be good parents. It doesn't always wind up being the case though. Some of us weren't the best kids either. If if truth be told and we just put it all out there, we have to admit some of us were a handful ourselves. While our fathers may not be perfect, neither are we. But the fact remains that God is always a true father to us. He loves us as his own children. The Bible says, Behold what manner of love. That's his way of behaving toward us. The father, behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Sons of God can also be stated children of God. 1 John 3, 1. The question is, do you know God the Father? The Greek word for know is gnosis, which describes that you have intimacy with the Father and that you have fallen so in love with him that his word is totally trustworthy. His love and faithfulness are constant. The Bible says, because his compassion fails not. In Lamentations chapter 321, it says, This I recall to my mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Wow, God is faithful. And the Bible says that his compassions are new every single morning. It's important to know and remember during these trying times that we have a father who loves us and knows us and cares so much more for us than we can know and love ourselves. Praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ so also we are comforted and our comfort abounds through Christ. And that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 through 5. Um and I was giving you the NIV version. But this scripture is so important because it says so much about comfort. It tells us number 1 God is the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. It tells us that we should praise God for comforting us. It also tells us we learn through God's comfort how to comfort others. And we receive comfort abundantly through our Lord. This is God's way of behaving towards us. Last but not least, in John chapter 15 verse 4 we, I mean, I'm sorry, not 4, in John chapter 15 verse 1, it says we are given a clear illustration of the necessity of our relationship with the Father through the Son. So we learn why we the the necessity of this relationship. The father is the gardener. Jesus is the vine. And we are the branches. Through the gardener's clipping, pruning, nourishing, and cherishing, the branches develop maturity and effectiveness as long as they remain connected to the vine. In other words, the love of the Father through Christ Jesus cultivates, energizes, motivates, and shapes us according to God's purpose and plan. So that is the necessity of us having this relationship with God the Father. That's all for today. If You would like to hear more of this, click that notification button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Until next time, be blessed.